Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Professional handicapper in front of the show, Scott Spritzer in studio there at the D, downtown Fremont Street. But we've got breaking news as we started the show. The Portland Trailblazers involved in a three-team trade have shipped Dame Lillard to play alongside Giannis to the Milwaukee Bucks. With that, we bring in our VSIN NBA senior analyst, and that is Jonathan Von Tobel, who's been part of VSIN since the inception. However, he's never done a spot from a airport bar, so this is going to be a first. JBT, what's up? Uh, I don't know how you know that. That's actually untrue. This is, I think, the second or third time I've done one from an airport bar. <laughs> what do, you, what do, you just, do you just hang out at airports? Anyway, we, we say hi, and were you shocked by the trade today? Uh, you know, I, was, I, I think I guess I was kind of shocked in that, right, it's, the last time we hear about this, it's Toronto that's the front runner, not Miami, and then, of course, it's Milwaukee who ends up getting him. So uh, I wasn't shocked that he was dealt. I think it was kind of surprising, though, that Milwaukee ends up being the team. But, you know, when you kind of look at it in the rearview mirror, it does make some sense, right? We see all the noise from Giannis, uh, like, right, all of the weird comments about the future and whatnot, uh, and it seemed to maybe put some pressure on the Bucks to make a move. So, Kind of surprised, kind of not. I guess I'm just more surprised that we thought it was going to be Toronto initially after Miami, and now here we are, he's a buck. How do you evaluate the Milwaukee Bucks now with the addition of Damian Lillard in that backcourt? No Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen. Yeah, you know, you're going to wonder, Amal, first and foremost, like who's going to take on the primary assignment defensively for any prior, like priority backcourt guys, right, that you're facing. Uh, Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the NBA. Actually, he's the best guard defender in the NBA. And so when you have opposing guards who can be really, really dominant, who's going to take up that assignment uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks? I think that's like the big question for them. But it's going to work. I mean, you have two of the best players that respect the positions. You have two guys who are going to be awesome in pick and rolls together. You know, I, I put this in the article right now, but if you look at it, Damian Lillard, Portland last year, averaged 1.13 points per possession when Lillard was the ball handler in a pick and roll. Milwaukee averaged 1.09 points per possession when Giannis was the roll man in a pick and roll. So, like, those two guys together are going to be freaking awesome. They're going to be great on offense. And Giannis is still a great defender, so they're going to be okay on that end. You just kind of wonder what it looks like defensively when they do have a dominant perimeter scorer that you can't put Drew Holiday on. 
but they're going to be really good tomorrow. And I think they are rightful favorites to win the Eastern Conference at this point. And generally rightful favorites, I, I think, to win the NBA Finals, given just the way the rest of the NBA looks outside of maybe, I think you can argue, Denver being ahead of them because they retain their starting five from last year. Yeah, and the Bucks are plus 380 over at DraftKings, your favorite to win a championship, your favorite to win the East. Jonathan Von Tobel, senior NBA analyst, talking about the big trade. Tell me what you think about Portland and, and Phoenix. So Portland, Drew Holiday, Ayton, a first-rounder, pick swap. We'll start there. What do you think about Portland's haul as they go young? Yeah, I think it's the right move, right? And, you know, talking with Jeff Sherman over at Superbook, and, you know, it's funny, we, we always talk about, like, NBA Finals odds and, and conference odds and whatnot. Uh, but one of the, the moves that they made over there was uh, to shorten the odds on one Scoot Henderson to win Rookie of the Year, right? Because now he's the guy, uh, and he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. So, no, I think it's the right move from Portland's perspective to do what they did. And, and you get young, and you get a bunch of decent pieces, and who knows what happens with DeAndre Ayton. But I think they made the, made the right move in taking the step. And we were all just wondering what it was going to be. And instead of getting, you know, another mm, like subpar defender along the perimeter and Tyler Hero who can shoot a bunch, uh, you're getting at least Drew Holiday who can then flip for more assets and you're turning everything over uh, to one Scoot Henderson. So I actually really like what they did. Do we see any difficulty initially with Lillard coming in and an adjustment for a guy who's ball dominant where the guards in Milwaukee tend to play through Giannis previously? No, no not at all. I, you know, look, Giannis is a, a ball dominant guy. Uh, all, but he is he's going to be able to play off ball right like that's you have one of the best pick and roll ball handlers in the NBA you're going to make that work with Damian Lillard and there's going to be possessions where they're going to take turns but Lillard's an awesome catch and shoot three-point shooter so whatever Giannis is going to create on his own he's going to work off the ball it's not going to be like absolutely nothing so no I, I think this is going to work perfectly well and you know go back to his time in Portland too he shared the floor with guys like Anthony Simons who needed the ball in their hands a little bit, and it worked out pretty well from an offensive perspective. So, no, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any real issue, at least in terms of, like, continuity and making this thing work. Those two together, I think, I think are perfect in terms of the fit. I think they're going to be awesome. Okay, before we say goodbye, Miami, your boy Jimmy Butler is going to get to prove if he truly is a superstar. He is, because I kind of laughed, actually, right, because it's, it's kind of funny to watch them get burned like this. Everybody and their mother thought they were going to get him and they end up on the wayside. So it's going to be a really big improvement for them because Max Struess is gone and Gabe Vincent's gone. But I also want to stress, guys, you know, before you kick me out of here, Phoenix made yes. out really well on this deal. Like, we, we should not ignore what Phoenix got here. Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson work wonderfully for a team that I actually think is a candidate to go over their win total, and they have an MVP candidate in Devin Booker. I, I love what this was for Phoenix as well. So while I laugh at Miami, I kind of look at Phoenix and really love what they did in this offseason. I think they made out like bandits. John Von Model from the airport. Okay, now go sign some autographs. And then secondly, what's your airport beer? What did you order? So I'm in Fresno, so they have like some like local brewery. So I did a Mad Duck Pub Ale. Uh, it was pretty good. I had a rough trip. I don't know if you guys know this, but my car, uh, the alternator went out when I was driving. So I spent oh. about three hours at 2 o'clock in the morning last night on the side of the freeway. So I needed it. Oh, man, you should have called me. I can change an alternator with my bare hands. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, where is the thank you. located? <laughs> At me, dude, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I know who's located. He, uh, Dame Lillard's located in Milwaukee. That's what I do. Right. Uh, okay, EJVT on Twitter. You're the best. Uh, good luck. Thank See you. you. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Scott Spritzer has a better idea. A professional handicapper, of course, on a Wednesday. 
The alternator, my friend. With that beard, it looks like you could change about two at once. <laughs> JVT's is obviously on the side of some road on the way to Fresno, but uh, but yeah, it's right next to the carbon dominator, right? So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, we were joking because the four of us, of course, here Sharp Money, as we welcome you back, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, and Patrick Maher, and Scott Spritzer. The four of us are in such football mode that we joked before we brought you on the big trade, Dame Lillard to the Bucks. And you said, next, kind of like Mike Palm said. <laughs> but just a quick reaction. Obviously, it makes them the favorites in the East. It makes them your championship favorites. So Dame Lillard, I think Amal brings up a good point. You know, he is a selfless superstar, that being Giannis. So if Lillard needs to take the last shot, I think Giannis is going to be selfless enough to be cool with that. Absolutely. That's why they got a chance to bounce back from last year, and they called it a debacle and things like that. The the press in Milwaukee and all that, but the way you saw Giannis handle the disappointment, you know, the post-game press conference after the series was over was just phenomenal. And uh, so they're so mature, that team. Uh, I think it's a great move for the Suns because DeAndre Ayton just didn't fit there. I know they wanted him out. They wanted him out for the last year and a half. He didn't fit. So I think the Suns, I like what the Suns did best, followed by the Bucks, And Portland's right there, too. Got no problem at all uh, with what Portland did in that. But uh, So I think it's a benefit for all three teams. Uh, but I really like the fact that, uh, boy, they moved Aiton out of Phoenix. I think that's a, a plus you know, addition by subtraction for the Phoenix Suns. Patrick, real quick, I just think this is one of the few trades where you have multiple teams involved, and I think all three teams came out the better for it. It's funny he brought up Aiton and the Phoenix Suns. Who hated someone more, Sean McVay and Cam Akers or the Phoenix <laughs> Sun organization and DeAndre Aiton? They couldn't wait to move that dude. Uh, right now, the Bucks plus 390. I agree with what Amal said. I think it's beneficial for sure. everybody here. You generally don't see that. The Nuggets plus 475. The Celtics 5-1 to one championship odds. The Phoenix Suns 6-1. to one. And then you have a Chasm Boys with the Lakers at 12-1. to one. You go in conference quickly. The East, the Bucks plus 165. Amal, that is short. The Celtics plus 225. No surprise. After the Celtics, you jumped the six and a half to one with the 76ers. Yeah, but you know what? I would bet the plus 165, and you said 225 on Boston, right? Correct. I would take a look at betting both those teams because I don't see anybody else. Who's the third team? Miami? Yes, Miami made it last year. But if you think back against that series against Milwaukee, they shot like a ridiculous 45% from the three-point line. If you're going to have to rely on beating me there, that's fine. I've got to win two series with Milwaukee. I've got to win two series with Boston, and I'm going to get a profit on that. Generally speaking, you don't want to be in a situation where you're laying those types of bets to be able to make a profit. But, guys, I just don't see. Even if one team is decimated by injuries, I still think the other teams are going to be the one that emerges out of the Eastern Conference. The Bucks are going to be scary, boys. I agree with them all, by the way, across I mean, across the board on what he just said. And I think do. unit on Boston, unit yeah. on Milwaukee at those two prices, and then you're just you know hoping you don't suffer any major injuries throughout the course of the uh, second half of the season out of the postseason. But I think that's the way. To, I mean, listen, I always like Eric Spolstra. I think he's the best coach in the East, maybe uh, top three in the NBA, if not the top coach. So I always give them a fighting chance to knock somebody off in the playoffs that they shouldn't because of what he can do. But uh, I agree with them all completely. Uh, I want you to play on each one of those two teams. The, the By the way, the Bucks have across the four majors, they have two of the all-time temperament and headspace guys. Like Giannis 
and Dame Lillard, like it's just as far as dudes and being those type type of guys, Amal, they've got those are two of the best as far as mindset and just the way they approach things. Patrick, you're absolutely right, but I think there's a couple of factors involved here. If Giannis was a guy that didn't carry himself the way he does, he would have forced himself out of Milwaukee sooner. I think when you look at Tim Duncan when he was in San Antonio, even though San Antonio population-wise is a huge city, it's a smaller market for the NBA. For guys that play in the smaller markets, they bring a certain disposition to the table. I think it's been great. That's why you saw Damon uh, Portland for so long, never really forced his way out until he kind of got to his wits end about, hey, we're not getting to where I want to go. And you look at the same thing with Giannis. I think this is going to be tremendous. I cannot wait. The Bucks are going to get a ton of coverage this year and deservedly so. Can I quickly say what I don't like about this Please. upcoming NBA season? I do not want any messing around with things that will cause us to have a drop-off when it comes to NBA betting. If guys want to take three nights off in a row and they want to do that sit-down-and-take-a-rest crap, load management, I'm all for it. Don't mess with what's been working against the spread. That's all I care about, and I'm really not happy about this. Now, if I'm a fan and I'm a dad taking my three kids, yeah, I want the stars to play. But, man, I love the way the handicap of the NBA has gone for the past two or three years. There you go. Love to have Sprites are back. Load management last Wednesday, we didn't see you, so it's nice to see you this week. Hey, big guy, I got you covered. The Knicks, 18 to 1 to come out of the East. Your thoughts? He wanted a I've done worse with it with money than that bet. <laughs> that, is, that is a man that's been beat down by technical issues. We're back with football next. <laughs> this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
We were just talking about the big guy being hot. You can check out his picks. He sits atop the VEASAN expert leaderboard, that being Dustin Sweetelson, over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You can sign up right now, 19 bucks. You get a Mall's picks. You get Samich. You get, of course, the big guy. You get Wes Reynolds. You get everybody that's been on the show, including professional handicapper Scott Spritzer, who since September 11th, hitting at a 77% clip in college and pros. Why not sign up? You like money? It's vcin.com slash subscribe. We're back. Sharp money. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, and professional handicapper, 30 years there in Vegas. Scott Spritzer, Doc Sports, DOCSports.com, and at Scott Wins with two T's on Twitter. Boys, let's start with some college. We've got a great one in the Pac-12. Amal, we'll start with you. Friday night, Utah at Oregon State, boys. I'm fired up for this matchup. I know this is on your list as well, Scott Spritzer. Amal, I'll throw the number at you, and we'll get the cap started. This coming up on Friday, awesome primetime game. Oregon State's laying three and a half, hosting Utah. Yes, interesting spot here going up to Reeser Stadium for Utah. This is a team that's played well out of the block with a backup quarterback. They had the good come from behind win against Baylor on the road in Waco. But to me, the question is now, can Nate Johnson do it again against a more competent team in Oregon State? The one concern I have when you look at it from a Utah standpoint, last week, they only scored seven points on offense. Now, the Bruins' defense is better than maybe many people have anticipated. Oregon State got waxed. I shouldn't say wax, but they lose by three, but it was a competitive game at the end. But really, you felt like Wazoo was in control of that football game. Guys, I would look at Oregon State here as a home play or no play. As much as I love what this team has been able to do with the Utah Utes, I think it's a tough place to go. Jonathan Smith's done a tremendous job. DJ Uyunglele, when you look at Martinez and Fenwick in that tailback position, I think they're a little bit more balanced. Revenge spot here for the Ducks. They got beat pretty comfortably last year by uh, Utah, 42-16 in Salt Lake City. So a revenge and Corvallis opportunity here for this one. And Scott, if you don't play it before it starts, maybe an in-play possibility. Yeah, I like it uh, in the first half. Yeah. I like your full game, but I also like it first half, and, and that's what I like the best, I think, about uh, this game because I think Oregon State's going to be motivated after what happened last week. And you're right, they were down pretty big yeah. for a good chunk of that game, but they've kept on playing hard, and they, they were able to fight back. The reason I like the first half was a couple of reasons, actually, is, first of all, I think they'll be ready to go in Corvallis, but also you look at Nate Johnson, the quarterback uh, for Utah. I think he went 9 for 17 last week, so we know what they want to do. They want to run the football. And if Cam Rising was able to play, and this is the way I was looking at last Sunday night, get ready for these games, I'm sitting there and I'm looking, I'm going, if he's able to play, he hasn't played in 10 months, 10 freaking months. And so it will take him time to get going if he was going to play. Last I saw, maybe you guys got an update, he's still questionable. But uh, Nate Johnson, if he goes, he's not a guy who's going to throw the ball more than 17, 18 times. If Cam Rising gets in there and plays, hasn't played in 10 months, I like him in the first half, Oregon State, uh, which is last I saw was like two and a half. Uh, the full game was what, three, three and three, a half? Yeah. And uh, so two and a half on that first half. Yep, two and a half is the number, three and a half full game. And it looks like Nate Johnson, good to go, should be good to go. So that's where we stand. Big guy, you got anything on this one? Utah, Oregon State, three and a half full game. No, we still don't know the Cam Rising thing. Like, that's the aspect we're all waiting for. And obviously the number will be adjusted if he's announced that he's going to somehow play. I was just looking through the old X machine and it's everyone asking the same question. Is Cam Rising <laughs> going to play this week? Because it changes everything. I kind of like Scott's first half play on Oregon State laying the two and a half. I also like Amal Lane laying it with Oregon State for the full game. I like the rebound factor back at home. And if anyone's going to be as physical as Utah can take at the line of scrimmage, it's going to be that Oregon State offensive line. Okay, boys. I will tell you 
and you can push back, but I don't know if there's a tougher spot than Notre Dame headed to Duke this Saturday. Uh, night game at Duke. Duke's legit. We talked about it. Yes, Clemson had terrible red zone efficiency in that matchup to start the year, but Duke's legit. And I'm all, I'm not, ta I'm going to take, you can find a six, okay? Just, just to kind of set up the number here. Notre Dame mostly laying five and a half. Shop for the best number, because if you like Duke, like I do, and I love Duke in this spot, you can catch a six. Notre Dame, five and a half, six at Duke, Amal Shaw. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned it. I think the toughest thing is not just you're going on the road in to ACC country in Durham, taking on the Blue Devils, who've gotten up to a great start under Mike Elko and Riley Leonard, the job they've done, but more importantly, how do you mentally come back after such a catastrophic loss? That was a program-defining win, not only for Marcus Freeman, but for this team, Sam Hartman. This team has not been great in the passing game against elite teams. They'll have an opportunity against a Duke team that's susceptible a bit to the pass. Should expect the tight ends to play effectively here for Notre Dame. They've always done a great job. But Thomas Evans, a great house. These guys have be, got to be bigger uh, contributors. Audric Estime should have a big day on the ground. We saw Will Shipley and Phil Moffa be effective against Duke's defense. Scott, it was self-inflicted wounds by Clemson that cost them the game. Mm. Duke's off to a tremendous start. I really like this team, the dynamic on this offense. But at the end of the day, to me, Notre Dame's the more complete football team. And if Notre Dame is as good as they played for about three quarters against Ohio State, they should be able to go to Durham and win this game. Yeah, I, I want to play Notre Dame. I laid, I mean, I didn't lay, but I was going to say, I'm not going to lay eight when it's yeah. five and a half. But what I was going to say is I actually, you know, make this number eight on a neutral field. Notre Dame, eight points better than Duke on a neutral site. Obviously, this is in uh, is at Duke, so you're talking about a five-and-a-half-point spread, and you got to decide how much you think that home field is worth to this team. Uh, no, Nothing against Clemson, but the Irish have the most athletic, the best defense that Duke is going to have faced thus far. And I don't want to take away anything from Riley, Riley Leonard. He's played well, but he's going to deal with probably more speed overall. Clemson's good up front, but overall more speed than he's seen on defense thus far. Hartman's been great. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't throw picks. 14 nothing touchdown to INT ratio for the Irish. You said, I think, Patrick, you said this was a program, or maybe Amal did, program-defining game last week that they lost Notre Dame. Even worse, it was a coach, coaching-defining game for me. Yes. When you have back-to-back -back plays at the end of the game where you can't get 11 men on the field, I'm on the phone. I didn't notice it the second-to-last play before the touchdown. But on the touchdown, the game-winning touchdown by the Buckeyes, you know, I'm not counting players. I'm sitting in my living room, but I'm on the phone with Big Al McMorty, uh, Patrick, and, and we both had Dame plus three. And, I, and I, I'm like, something's wrong with his defense as they're lining up. And I said, I, I can't tell if they're out of position, what's going on. Something's wrong with his defense. If I'm seeing that on my TV, and I know I watch these a little bit more closely than the casual fan because I'm putting money on it, how do they not see this up in the press box? How does the D.C. not count that there's only 10 guys? Well, then we find out from Freeman. Well, we knew there was only 10 guys, but we didn't want to move them a half yard closer to the end zone. Oh, come on, man. I'd rather have 11 guys and be half a yard away than have 10 guys on defense and be a yard away. I thought that was a bad excuse. So that bothers me. And for those reasons, because I didn't like the way the coaches acted before or after, uh, I think the under to me is a little bit more of a draw, which is 52 and a half. You can talk about the Fighting Irish being pissed or... <laughs> In 2023, losing at home when everybody's watching with, what, three seconds to go, boys, essentially on the last play. They go straight to the locker room. They get on social media. They haven't been off social media since. Now they travel to Duke. Big guy, I see you shaking your head. I just think this is emotionally such a gut punch for a bunch of 21-year-olds to get back up at Duke. I think it's a brutal spot. Yeah, the five and a half at home is an, is interesting for me with Duke just because I think to your point, 
Notre Dame can just be like, what's the point of all of this? We just lost to Clemson. We had these high aspirations for the year. With the way our schedule is, we really have to be perfect because there's just no, there's only a few opportunities for us as an independent to find our way into the playoff. But it does, it feels like a trap. Like ultimately, that's what it feels like. It feels like a trap. Sam Hartman's played Duke twice in his career. And he's performed really well. Just one and one, though. He lost last year 34-31. He won in 2021. Here are his stat lines from it. 347 yards and three touchdowns a year ago. 402 yards, five total touchdowns in the win two years ago. I think that plays a role in this. Sam Hartman being the veteran, his opportunity here going to Notre Dame and finishing off his college career. I'm going to stay away from this game, even though I very badly want to back Duke five and a half, but Notre Dame's got more ponies to win the race. If I'm an administrator in South Bend, you know what I'm doing? Marcus Freeman loses this game. You're out. Offer a bunch of cash to Dion. Bring him in. (laughs) (laughs) I I tell you what, guys, though. I I don't hate that. The rubber's going to meet the road here. They played a 3-0 Ohio State team. They got a 4-0 Duke team. If Louisville beats NC State, and I know Dustin likes Louisville in that matchup, they go to 5-0. USC beats Colorado and Arizona. They're six to zero. You're looking at a team that's playing these undefeated teams yeah. in back to back to back weeks. Could be it could, it could go well ugly. for them. It could get ugly. It could go well for them. So we'll see how things turn out. Big big uh, four week stretch for Marcus Freeman and the Irish. I Go should ahead. note this, and I and I and I feel like we've talked about him maybe getting fired about thirty-seven times now, but it is official. Mel Tucker has been fired by Michigan State. Like, no kidding, for bringing ridicule to the program. I bring that up. We got a minute here, Scott. Michigan State's at Iowa. Iowa off the tough loss at Penn State. They're laying twelve and a half. But you're talking about there's too much drama. You're still going to fade the Spartans here. I decided when it all started this scandal that I was going to fade Sparty until they beat me. And so far, we're two and zero going against. Sparty. They've been outscored 72 to 16 by Maryland and Washington. By the way, Washington at 20 to 1 to win the national title, not a bad idea. Uh, so I do factor that into the mix of who they played. And Iowa has, again, one of the worst offenses in Division I Power 5 football. Uh, real quick, though, they gave up 67% passing. They gave up 10 yards per pass, seven touchdowns. Their passing is, what, 52.5% with a touchdown and four picks. Sparty gets rocked again. I think Iowa scores maybe 23 points and covers this number. They've been outscored 36 to 8 in their last two games by an average. It's not great. But what is great is they got out from that extra eight years they owed Mel Tucker. 80 million. Oh, my goodness. Lucky Michigan State. We're coming back with more Scott Spritzer next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money and the rest of the VSIN programs, the shows were battling one another for a $1,000 voucher for a future ticket there at the Super Bowl. Thank you to Bill AD for putting the cash up, but we need your help. It's 40% off the football season special, which includes everything we offer, the kitchen sink here at VSIN. So sign up right now, you get 40% off. When you sign up, help us out by using that promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. We appreciate it in advance, and it helps you. It's going to make you some money, including those picks that we've been discussing, part of the package. You get Scott Spritzer's plays when he gives them to us. You get the big guy. You get them all. You get Samich. You get the whole entire crew. So sign up right now, vcin.com slash subscribe. 
We got you back here on Sharp Money on a Wednesday smack dab in the middle of the week. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson out at the D. Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper. Doc Sports, DOCSports.com. Scott wins on Twitter with two Ts. I heard you guys talking potentially about some lunch uh, dates after the show next week. Now, the question is there in downtown, where will the three of you go on Fremont Street, huh? Dustin, a ball. You guys are down here every every day. What, what, what have you tried so far? The problem where's the, is. Where's the place? Here's the problem. I haven't had a carb in 72 hours. I'm trying to avoid uh, carbohydrates, so I might have to research this a little bit further <laughs> to find some good meat style places. My, my answer. Are you gonna, in ketosis? Not quite in ketosis yet. We're we're on the verge though. Any day now. My answer okay. is going to be off Fremont. Off Fremont Street. I think that might be a wise decision. You can get one of those hurricanes and like it. You can get one of those drinks the size of you, Amal Shah, with the uh, <laughs> like you're in Cabo Wabo, if you'd do they, like. Do they still? I think I asked Dustin this about a month ago. It might have been off the air though. Do they still have the uh, the great shrimp cocktails at the uh, Golden Gate? which 20 years ago and before that for 50 years was like the thing to do. You come to Vegas, you go to Golden Gate, and you get yourself a shrimp cocktail. They were incredible back then. Yeah, Before, I, before Circa in the D, I'm curious because you've been in Vegas for so long now. As a sports better, what was downtown a destination for? Was there anything that you would drive downtown for? NBA numbers and lines before we started getting apps and stuff like that. So we're talking, sheesh, I'm going to say – early 90s mid 90s and there'd be a couple of us we'd come down here we'd come we'd leave the national sports services uh, studios or offices and we'd come down here about an hour and a half before the games would get going and we would at las vegas athletic club golden nugget four queens we would jump from hotel to hotel looking for the best numbers and we get out of our cars usually park at the uh, california and then just uh start looking for numbers and then we'd go oh by the way this is a i'm going to throw this out there because it just came to mind as i was saying after we got done betting the nba we'd go over to the the diner over at the California Hotel, and they had the best oxtail soup you've had in your life. Did they? And sorry, I, go ahead. I don't know if you guys have had that. I grew up on that stuff, and it's as good as uh, homemade I've ever had in my life. So uh, that might be minus a buck fifty for me. Now you guys can go, you know, get me to go out of that and go somewhere else. I can do that a different time, but that's some good stuff. I'm in for a <laughs> diner. I'm in. I'm always in for a diner. A little variety. Get anything you want. I will say that in downtown Vegas, I had two of the best meals I've ever had. Carson Kitchen won, mm -hmm. and then what's that other place? Esther's Kitchen? Oh, Esther's, Esther's yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Two, two of the best meals I've ever had in my life. I was going to suggest Carson Kitchen. That, that's so a good idea, too. You know, Patrick, i got to tell you, speaking of oxtail soup, on Charleston and Las Vegas Boulevard, guys, and I'm going back a few years, there was a Jamaican shop there. Stan Rankin T., who's been in this town forever from Jamaica, uh, has a show on KUNV, the university channel here, and he's had it for as long as I've been here. I've been here for 38 years, and it's a reggae uh, show. Every Sunday, I think it is, for like three hours. Right next to his store, I used to go, go to his store and buy Jamaican albums you couldn't find anywhere else back in the day before the Internet. Right next door, there was a, a, a restaurant. A lady was from Belize. And I'd walk in there to get their oxtail soup, and she'd be like, come on, my boy, come on, come on, sit down at the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd sit there, and I'd eat as much oxtail soup as she would feed me. And I was there probably twice a month. And, and uh, yeah, I, I can't do the accent. I don't know what the hell I was coming up with there. But uh, it was, you know, come on, boy, sit down. Come on, let me feed you. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping maybe we could coerce you into doing the rest of the show in a woman's Jamaican accent. <laughs> that was uh, in a female Jamaican accent. I don't that know was what beautiful. that was. <laughs> hey, hey. 
I, the only question I have for you, big guy, is Oxbow soup. Is that keto? Oxtail? Yeah, as long as I don't eat like any noodles or rice that comes with it, I should be good to go on that. Just a little, some meat, some fat, some broth. I'm good to go. We could do and something else. Tell you ready. We could do something else. <laughs> and before we get to the picks, are you as excited as Amal Shaw and Steve Fezzik and the rest of everybody there in Vegas about F1 coming to town, Scott? I, I wish. F1 would take a flying one. <laughs> uh, listen, man, they, they're, they're screwing up the strip so bad with all the construction. Nothing against the organization itself. It's just the fact that you got to go a year of dealing with construction cones and everything else. And I feel sorry for the folks that work on the strip and have to go down there that weekend. It's going to be horrendous. Patrick, having lived in Miami, L.A., Dallas, and Vegas, let's put it this way. It makes the 405 look like it's flowing. <laughs> Not great. No, I've heard only nightmare stories surrounding the construction for F1. Okay, let's get back to the play. South Alabama, JMU, James Madison. Uh, this number's down to three at DraftKings with James Madison laying it, Scott. Yeah, not overly, overly happy with it being down to three, but I still like South Alabama in this game. They run the ball. They stop the run. Uh, they ran for 243 against Oklahoma State, that big win. They jumped up 14-0 last week against Central Michigan after the first quarter. And I, it's like they hit that flat spot. It was like, oh, yeah, we just beat Oklahoma State by 26 points and did everything we wanted to running the football. Now we're up 14-0 against a bad football team. We got this one in our back pocket, and they went flat, and they got beat, and they got caught. Uh, but I think they bounce back here against JMU. And I, I like, I think, you know, JMU's got a real good run defense, by the way, uh, statistically speaking, but they haven't really played anybody yet. And I think uh, South Alabama's going to be able to run the football against them here. When I talk about JMU and who they played, you're talking Utah State, Bucknell, Troy, Virginia. Virginia is the best of those teams, and we've seen what Virginia has done this year. But in Utah State's outside of everybody's top 100 when it comes to power ratings. Utah State gained 500 yards against JMU. And that's not a good team right now. And they were tied at 38 with six minutes to go in the game and had three interceptions in the game, Utah State, as I'm thinking about it, and, and still were tied at 38 with six minutes to go. You can throw all day long on the Duke. South Alabama, I think, should be able to run the football, pass the football. And there's a real cool, and people should probably look this up on Google, a real cool metric out there. It's not one of my original or my own that I created, but it's called Finishing Drive Metric. South Alabama going into this year had one of the top defensive finishing drive metrics. And basically what it does is it tells you what an offense does when they get inside an opponent's 40 as far as their scoring is concerned and what a defense does in denying offenses that have the ball inside that defense's 40-yard line. And South Alabama's one of the best last year going into this year. I like what they brought back. I think they bounce back and get the win here. It feels like South Alabama, big guy, that's a team that you've supported this year as well. Well, James Madison at times as well. I, I got burnt with them at Virginia where they got up big and then they, they let their foot off the gas and Virginia beat them. The thing I like about South Alabama is I think they had more sixth-year players returning than anyone else in the country. Really veteran team that's won over the last few years. Kane Womack, the head coach, he's developed a defense that every single year is tough to deal with in that league. And I think the Sun Belt's going to be really fun to watch down the stretch. So I, I like Scott's play because I think the veteran side is South Alabama, and I think they could overwhelm JMU. You can find a three and a half. It just just let you know if you're on that South Alabama side like Scott Spritzer, you, line shot because you can find a three and a half. Let's move on. We're, we're going to keep Scott for an extra segment today, so we'll get to the NFL coming up in just a bit. Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper, joining us here on Sharp Money. Hawaii off the island. They're coming to UNLV right next to where you guys are sitting. UNLV's laying 11, Scott. 
I think the last time I said I'm laying double digits with UNLV, Jerry Tarkini was coaching the basketball team. So that's how long it's been. And uh, But I'm doing it here, guys. Uh, I really like this go-go offense. I love this offense. Brennan Marion, everybody knows about Barry Odom, and he's doing a good job. The former Missouri head coach, uh, they're off to a 3-1 and one start. I love the way they look on offense. Brennan Marion is the new offensive coordinator. He's in his mid-30s. The problem with Brennan Marion that he's going to be gone in two or three years, he's going to get a real good job somewhere. He coached at William & Mary. You got, he, I mean, it's like every year he had a, deep, a different job at William & Mary, Howard. He actually coached the Hawaii receivers three years ago when they had great receivers. Um, their receivers had that big season. And then he goes to Pitt in 2021, and that receiving core has a great year. And one of his receivers goes on to win the Bolitnikoff that season while he was there. This guy knows what he's doing. I know Doug Brumfeld got hurt a few weeks ago. He's questionable again this week for the Rebels. But they won with Jaden Mayava uh, against Vandy and then on the road against UTEP. So 3-1, and 4-0 against the spread. Only loss came in Ann Arbor to Michigan, but they hung 45, 40, and 44 in their other three games, including that win over Vandy. So, uh, listen, you can pass on UNLV. That's always a concern. I just think this offense is going to be tough for a team like Hawaii to stop. So, lay the doubles. Can you believe that? Lay the doubles with UNLV. I like to play here, Patrick. Thomas, uh, you look at the backfield there. Thomas and Davis have been outstanding. And more importantly, this Hawaii team is not particularly good on the offensive side. You mentioned it. They could be potentially taking advantage of the rubbles from the pass game. I just don't see the Warriors being able to do it. I think UNLV controls the ground and they control the clock. They're going to win this game. I'm going to go with Scott around a 27-13 type of win. This Warriors team just can't score. Yeah. I know okay, the score total is higher, but maybe a little bit higher for the reps, but still. Beautiful. If I'm forcing you to make a play, USC lane 21 in Boulder at Colorado, Scott, which side are you on? Is it still only 21? I 21 take, and a half. I'll take the points because USC has problems in space on defense. I don't think they'll – Colorado will win, but I'll take the points. Yep, 21 and a half is the number. You can take it with Colorado. We're coming back NFL with Scott Spritzer. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for – Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. 
on VSIN, the sports betting network. Listening to the big guy explain to his boss, John Goulet, that keto is great because you can drink alcohol. Well, that is something. That is something. <laughs> DraftKings, you know what else is something? Sign it up right now as a new customer. Betting $5, you get $200 instantly when you use the promo code SHARP. Okay, so download the DraftKings app. Bet 5 bucks, you get 200 bucks instantly with the promo code SHARP. DraftKings official partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. So the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm all Shaw. Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper. I'm Patrick Maher. He's on a diet, and he's over here justifying his liquor intake because the diet apparently can handle it. Is that what I heard? Well, I, I've been known uh, to develop this reputation as being a good time. And part of that good time <laughs> is that I like to drink heavily and run my mouth. And I think John Goulet, who likes to uh, partake in a few beverages with me after the show here, since there is a bar right behind me, it's a quick walk, I burn some calories there. Uh, I think he was a little concerned that maybe I wouldn't be available for the drinking anymore. Okay, I gotta call out two lies immediately. First of all, this is an People alleged- love me. That's alleged. Second thing, the bar is not a walk. You turn around and they bring the beer to you. What are you kidding me? A walk. Two, I got a watch on. It tracks my steps. It's at least three or four steps there, three or four steps back. And breaking news for those that haven't visited, the casinos have bars in them. Thank you, Dustin Sweetelson. We, we, appreciate, the, we appreciate the breaking news. I, I just think it's uh, crazy they, got, they bre- got his name on the back of the stool over here. That's, that's, you guys oh. have only been down here for a month. I mean, that's pretty impressive. It should be reserved. And I got I some news, by breaking. the way. I, I got some yeah, news, go by the way. Yeah, this is for Dustin, who likes to have a good time. And I just heard from John Goulet. It's for Amal, too, who I heard is, like, hard to keep under control when he goes out. <laughs> and uh, Stiff Little Fingers is starting a reunion tour in April. And they're going to be on the West Coast, gentlemen. Tickets on me. <laughs> All right, Patrick? Careful. They're going to be in the L.A. area. Tickets on me. And I know the boys from, the boys from Belfast are going to put on a heck of a show. So I just want to see I'm Dustin in. crowd surfing. I know Amal will, so. I tell you and this: Stiff they, little fingers on your pop. That was on your pop punk or your punk list yes, when we it was. did that earlier. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, I appreciate <laughs> the offer, but if they want to sit down and talk about the troubles afterwards, I'm there. I dated a girl <laughs> in middle school. She only knew me as Stiff Little Fingers. She didn't even know I had a yeah, first name. I knew it was coming. I, I was going to do a countdown for the Dustin joke, but I let him just do it. Three, two, one. Here we go. All right, let's get back to the board as we've got the NFL on tap. Scott Spritzer, look at Dustin's proud of himself. Well, of no, John, John, so John Goulet's talking to three women right now, and I, I kind of want to leave the show and go over there. Yeah, I would imagine that's going to work out well for you. Good luck. Uh, seven minutes and 50 seconds, Dustin, until you meet your next uh, ex-wife. Okay, the uh, Raiders at, at Los Angeles. I almost said San Diego for the one millionth time. It's five and a half, Scott. Are you taking it with the Raiders? Well, I'm going to tell you this, guys. i, I got to start with this. I, I grew up with five siblings, all right, and a very pain-in-the-butt, macho, 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 dad who was born in the 1920s midwestern german background dad with again five siblings on top of that so what i'm trying to say here is i know dysfunction when i see it and that's the la raiders or the vegas raider there you go i followed up your san diego with there LA. it is but uh, and they've been in la for 50 years right i'm kidding but anyway uh this team has got so much dysfunction right now and it's from top to bottom and it starts of course where 
all snakes have their problems when things go bad, and that's you know at the head, at the top of the at the top of the list, at the end of the body. So now Jimmy G is questionable. So what are you going to do? You're going to have O'Connell from Purdue, who by the way looked really good in preseason, but that was preseason. So he might play. You might have Hoyer who plays in this game if Jimmy G is unable to go. And Jimmy G's got more picks than he does touchdowns so far this season. So I just I know you're supposed to like throw that out of the mix. What happened last week, and you're supposed to move on. Uh, and listen, I know the Chargers defense, and they, you know it's not great and they still have a coach who can make some really boneheaded moves during the course of the game but you know the Raiders besides not having a legit quarterback with Jimmy G being banged up right now they're averaging two yards per carry from their best running back uh, it's just not good right now the Chargers disappointing because their defense is worse than I thought it was going to be before the season began but guys you know they're five points away including an overtime loss from a 3-0 mark and in those two losses, self-inflicted wounds did them in. I know you can only trust a coaching staff for so long, but I'm going to give them another shot here. Had them last week. I was happy to see the defense you know, stood up at the end with some help from the Vikings and, and got the win. But you're talking about Herbert, 74% completion rate, six touchdowns, no picks. They get their head straight. Even without Mike Williams, I think they go into this game and win by at least a touchdown. I, I just don't trust anything right now uh, that this Raiders coaching staff touches. And I, I think the uh, Chargers come through. So if you rate teams, like if you give like a plus two as an excellent coach and a minus two as a bad coach, I know we got a minus one and a half with the Chargers, but we got a minus two and then some with the Raiders. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. We do, and by the way, just to add to the drama, it almost feels dirty at this point to talk about what Chandler Jones is doing on Twitter, Dustin. But as Scott was talking, he's tweeting about Hunter Renfro, his teammate. So, again, there seems to be some issues going on with Jones and ownership. McDaniels kicking the field goal down eight on the, obviously, Steelers four on Sunday night. Wasn't a great look. It's a disaster right now, Malshaw, with the Raiders. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, you look at the defensive unit, they really can't slow down a ton of people. Uh, the coaching is what uh, Scott alluded to has been horrific. Scott, one thing we didn't talk about real quick, Patrick and Dustin and I talked about it earlier in the week. I thought it was a horrific decision on third down sure. to call the timeout with 2-12 left. Forget the decision to kick the field goal. But, man, why offer the team a run-pass option in that scenario? Go to the other side of the two-minute warning, force them to run the ball. And it's continuous with this team. Even though, as Scott pointed out, no Mike Williams, I think this Chargers team is being a little underappreciated because of the two tough losses. The Miami Dolphins have gotten off to a fantastic yeah. start. And um, the other game, I forgot who they lost to, but... Tennessee. Thank you. Uh, I mean, this is a team that's been right there. They were about 10 yards away from winning that football game. So I'm not going to discount them. I still don't like this defensive unit for the Chargers. I'm sorry, for the Raiders. Oh, it's bad. I So... I'm thinking I like laying five and a half with the Chargers. I just don't. The Raiders offense cannot keep pace with what they're doing, even against a bad Chargers defense. I was on two weeks ago, Josh Allen's overpassing prop total against the Raiders. He went way over it. Last week without Austin Eckler, I was on Herbert overpassing. That went over as well. Eckler might be back this week, seeing reports a few minutes ago that he was doing some stuff at practice that he hasn't been doing. But I would also look at Justin Herbert passing props, depending on what the number is set at when it comes out, because I think he will throw all over this Raiders secondary. And that Kellen Moore offense, which has been good, but not yet, I think, reached its, yeah. its potential or its peak. I totally agree. By the way, just and so Dallas could use Dallas, Dallas could use Kellen Moore. Have you seen the red zone statistics on <laughs> offense? Yikes! Tom, tom, tomorrow night, a little prop here on Sam Laporta, the Lions tight end. You're going to go over Scott 41 and a half receiving yards. And I laid a little bit more juice than I'm used to. It was about a buck 33, buck 35 in that range at over 41 and a half 24, 36 hours ago. 
one of the reasons that I liked him on uh, Ross St. Brown, which you guys will remember on one of the shows we did this summer, I played him over a thousand and a half uh, receiving yards on the year. And by the way, real quick on St. Brown, he's projected right now with what he's done thus far to finish with about 1,560 yards. So I'm just hoping he continues to stay healthy and able to play. But one of the reasons was because of Laporta. Uh, this new guy to the NFL, what he brings to this offense, he's performing even better than I thought uh, that he would. And he gets a lot of these dump-offs that turn into decent-sized gains. He's averaging over seven targets per game, six receptions per game, 62 receiving yards per contest. He's got 84 yards against uh, Atlanta, 63 against Seattle. And Jamison Williams is still out. He's still serving that suspension for another three games. So they don't have him to take some of those potential targets away from Sam Laporta. And then I, I think as far as the game is concerned, even though I like Laporta over, I, I kind of lean towards the under here. We just found out again that Boy, he's on the injury list all the time, isn't he? Good player, but always hurt. Back to here, he's going to be out for Green Bay again. I mean, it's just every week this guy's out. But they sacked Desmond Ritter seven times, Detroit. They held Mahomes under 230 through the year in that opening week game. Now, I know they didn't have Kelsey. Kadarius Toney ended up throwing, uh, or dropping a bunch of passes. But the play that I like here, though, and this is for the under 30 crowd because, boy, they like props. But Sam Laporta under, excuse me, <laughs> over 41 and a half. They do. They do. They, if you're not coming with props in 2023, are you even living, Scott Spritzer? <laughs> that is, they love that it, is the question. That I is love the question. some of these too, okay, by the boys. way. Okay, boys. Yeah, no doubt. Scott, Dustin, you doing okay? Because I, I've noticed you, you've been looking in the other direction the whole entire yeah. time. Is, uh, John, buddy, yeah. John's, John's wingman in it for me. He doesn't know he's wingman in it for me. He's entertaining. <laughs> oh, one, two, three, four women. There is another dude there. I mean, if he's into it, I'm into it. We'll see what happens at the end of the day. <laughs> He saw John. He saw You're John so the wingman. <laughs> the other guy. So weird. I like whoever you likes are the me. Weirdest. That's kind of my rule in life. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> completely wide open. I understand. Okay, boys, under a minute to go. I just want to quickly thank Mike Palm, Mike Randall, Scott Spritzer. You can find Scott Doc Sports, DOCSports.com, at Scott Wins on Twitter. Always appreciate you. Amal Shaw, 40 seconds. Last word on the way out. Tell you what, man, some good opportunities in the NFL with some teasers coming up this weekend. And tell you, take these lines early if you like them, especially Detroit. Beautiful. And big guy, wide open. What do you got? Uh, Louisville, some books are moving to three and a half. I was able to get three here in town. I would lay it with the Cardinals on the road on Friday. Uh, tomorrow or Friday? Can't remember which day it is. Either way, bet it now before it moves to three and a half. Lay it. Scott Spritzer, get one more pool day in. We'll see you next there Wednesday. You go, man. Take we'll care. see you tomorrow here on Sharp Money. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official channel.
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 